0: I'm James Brierton, coming up on an all-new edition of the Carolina Weather Group. Breaking news, fires burning across the region, including in Tennessee, where evacuations are underway not far from the North Carolina line. Plus, we will take a look at storms raging across the Deep South, including a storm threat in the Carolinas on Thursday. And take a look at this video recorded last week in Pickens County, South Carolina. What do you see? Is it video of a tornado? We'll ask our panelists to provide their analysis coming up on an all new edition of the Carolina Weather Group. It is Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. I'm James Briarton in Charlotte, North Carolina. Joining me on our panel this week, please welcome in from Charleston. We have... Shay Gibson and Jared Smith and holding things down in Western North Carolina foothills. We have Scotty Powell. As we begin tonight, a reminder, this show is brought to you by all of you who support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Carolina Weather Group unlocks you access to bonus from our shows and upcoming episodes early. We actually have several that are ready to air never before seen interviews that we would have brought you, but we keep coming on the air each and every Wednesday night, guys, the last couple of weeks with breaking weather news. So if you want to get early access to those interviews and help support this show, visit us at patreon.com slash Carolina Weather Group. It is a jam-packed show, and if you're watching us tonight on YouTube or Facebook, we invite you to join the conversation in our live chat. And I do want to say that if you're watching from across the Deep South looking for tornado coverage while we're going to be talking about tornadoes tonight, if you find yourself in a tornado warning, please seek out Local experts in your area, we're not going to be deep diving any real-time warnings tonight across the Deep South. But we do know, guys, there is a scary situation evolving, evolving right now across portions of the Deep South. I mean, take a look at this on your screen right now. Severe thunderstorm warnings from Kentucky through Tennessee through portions of Alabama and Mississippi. More tornado warnings popping up on the screen in real time as we talk. And it is a high Mega Storm Day. I, 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 I'm I almost tripping over the SBC words, and that's a whole another ball of wax in itself because of the words that they have chosen to use to represent these things, right, guys? But it is a moderate risk, tier four out of five. I hesitated to use that high-risk word because it's a different tier, but nonetheless, four out of five. And so we know oh, that a, a, a lot of you right now are uh, watching these storms, Scotty
1: Powell?
0: Yeah, you're watching uh, these storms across the deep south. Uh, what have you just kind of seen? Bring our our listeners, oh, and our viewers up to date.
1: Unfortunately, we've got another tornado in the New Orleans metropolitan area right really? now. Really? Wow! Uh, it is just now developing, um, just north of New Orleans, going across uh, to Slidell. So, uh, this is a- an area that was ravaged just one week ago tonight. In the lower ninth ward, uh, I see that you're getting the radar pulled up here in just a second. Uh, you can see, um, yeah, that area right there. And if you go to velocities, you can really start see it wrapping up here uh, as it's about to uh, to travel over towards uh, Slidell. Yeah, wow. right there. Yeah, so, that hook uh, that
2: hook is really well pronounced there. Wow, that's a that's a <clears throat> classic textbook hook echo right there. That's that's yeah. Mm, this bad. is
3: reminiscent of April thirteenth, twenty twenty, here. In South Carolina, in a way, because it looks like a supercell within a QLCS.
1: Yeah, and and, and, and the rotate the the couplet. I know, James. You just said we weren't going to deep dive into tornadoes. Well, we're not but-
0: going to do road by road, right? So, again, if if you're in this area right now, please seek out local media. But we are going to, as weather enthusiasts and as informers for our Carolina audience. I mean, this is downstream. We are luckily. Going to see something not this strong tomorrow, but we do have portions of the Carolinas that are in a slight risk for seeing s- s- severe storms tomorrow. And to show you again, this is what it looks like tonight. That storm prediction center outlook off to our west, you have that pyramid of colors for Marginal, slight, enhanced, and all the way up to moderate. And by the time this gets to the Carolinas tomorrow, these storms out ahead of a cold front, we're looking at at least marginal risk, tier one out of five, possibly slight risk, tier two out of five, depending on where you are in the Carolinas. And as Jared will be explaining to our audience coming up in a little bit, there are some factors that will maybe bring this up or down tomorrow depending on how things evolve but yes bringing back up that radar right now from New Orleans just one example at this hour guys of the magnitude and the strength of these storms tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm watching um on my second screen here WSD WDSU which provided the Um, Amazing video of the the tornado last week going through the lower ninth ward and um, they've got the sky cam up again and uh, This one Jared I know you and I was was doing coverage last week when this was going on and Mm -hmm. this is uh, this isn't going to be a a low precip uh, Supercell this is high precip a lot of rain and lightning, but uh, This is this is honestly moving pretty close to uh, locations. That was just affected just one week ago tonight at this time so um, Uh And it's just, I, I, like I it's mean, don't use amazing as a good thing. It's just, it's, it's hard to believe that. seems it's like we, we repeat
3: yeah. this every week.
0: It feels like these days.
1: Yeah. So, um, right. I, I'll keep that on. And if I see anything pop up, I'll, I'll let yeah. You know, but
0: Scotty Powell is going to keep an eye on the real time weather situation. That's evolving. If you're a video viewer right now of the Carolina weather group, you were looking at live pictures from the Los Angeles, uh, excuse me, the Louisiana department of transportation. This is along interstate 10 and as soon as I pulled the camera up in preview and I didn't get it on the air mm. fast enough there was a clear bolt of lightning on the distance and you can see still all of that lightning on the, on the screen the rain coming down and even the rain being kind of pushed by the winds this is slightly north if I'm not mistaken of where the tornado polygon is but it is one of the best lit cameras that their DOT is providing us right now as we're continuing to look at this ongoing storm situation that is evolving again across portions of the deep south and we will be coming here to the carolinas tomorrow let's uh let's that, bring in go good no go ahead uh, scotty this is this is live if, in real time if you,
1: yeah I, I'm, I'm just looking at radar skip right now on my phone I, I know you may have it put up in another window but that just the the hook signature is it's yeah. very pronounced i mean that just- camera
0: we're looking at is right here and if it's looking south and i don't know that it is it would be looking down towards that rotation, that rotation, which is moving off almost due east, just cr- crossed over the I-10 bridge here. And this should be potentially just offshore right now, right? If I'm not mistaken, our land yeah, is this right is, on about um, here.
1: Yeah, this is it, I, It's funny. I, I, I was just in this area back in August, and this is about a seven- to eight mile bridge that is on Interstate Ten that connects you from the Louisiana, the, the New Orleans metro area into Slidell before you get back into the mainland area, and it's literally just a it's a four lane bridge, two lanes on each side, with the Gulf of Mexico all around you, and and now there's a tornado out there, and I can't imagine what what it's like if you're on Interstate Ten right now out in the middle of the Gulf there with with this rotation passing right overhead with just just amazing rainfall rates. I mean, it's got to be a hectic, scary ride right now.
3: Yeah, I will say that I'm not seeing any debris being kicked up yet. That's yet. good
2: news. Oh. So, That's well, it's over water, you yet. probably wouldn't, right?
3: <laughs> well, sometimes you the, 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 you get can some, get, um, get some spray. Yeah, you can get some spray in there, and that can you know that can mess with it a little bit. Because again, if you think about it, the uh, you know you have the rainfall, right? You have the precipitation, which is going to generally be uniform. But then if you start getting spray coming up into it, you know it could. It, 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 in a, a non uniform way, it could, uh, you know, it, it could be some interesting things happening there, but uh, no debris signature. But we'll have to see what happens when this crosses. It's, uh, it's, it's nasty. This is it's, as nasty as it
0: gets. It is uh, about four and a half miles from intersecting land once again near US 90. And uh, we will keep an eye on this. And again, just to broaden it back out, not to lose focus, this is just one. Of several tornado warnings coming up along the deep south tonight also along with those severe thunderstorm warnings let's go over to jared's graphics he has another look at the regional view which is our perfect segue jared into what does this mean for us tomorrow jared in the carolinas
3: yeah and and you know, obviously we, we look to the West and we see this going on tonight and we are not, you know, this is certainly something that we don't want to see. We have, you know, a, a very strong, uh, nasty QLCS, quasi linear, quasi linear convective signature. But call it a squall line. That's what we all are used to hearing. So we're going to call it a squall line. This guy is going to press eastward, uh, continue to press eastward. But again, the good news is, is that we should not be seeing it in. Full force here. So what I've got here is I've got the um, the 18Z high res rapid refresh. We'll probably get a new run during the show. I don't think we'll be on for that to happen. But um, this is how it was modeled uh, generally. Uh, about you know actually let's 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 just move it up. Let's just move it up a notch and see how it was modeled uh, there versus. Um, it, so it's a uh, you know the model is a little bit slower in some spots of the line and and right on target in others. But you can see that's a very intense line uh, of storms that's been modeled and as we Pull this forward through time here. Let's go to um, let's go tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. I've got uh, the other thing that I've got. You see these wind barbs up here. I've got uh, the low level winds, the 10 meter winds, but I've also got the 850 millibar winds because one thing that is going to cause a big problem is a very strong, very strong low level jet. Think winds, you know, 5,000 feet off the deck, you know, 65, 70, 80 miles an hour. Uh, racing off the deck here uh, ahead of this and along this line. And so, you know, so again, you know, adjusting for adjusting for timing. We'll see this line come through sometime early in the morning um, up in uh, Western North Carolina. The good the good news there is that it will be weakening as it gets as it gets over here. There's a very strong low right now tonight, uh, a 991 millibar low around Chicago tonight. A very, very strong storm. Uh, but that, but those dynamics are going to continue to lift to the north. And in the, and in the meantime, what we're going to have is we're going to have this ongoing line of thunderstorms going on to the south. But as we lose some of that, um, some of that dynamic support, especially at the surface, um, that's going to cause parts of the line segment to begin to weaken. And you can see that the, the model at noon tomorrow starts to bring some showers across Columbia, some showers and thunderstorms from Columbia to Charlotte to Raleigh here. Um, with the potential for, um, you know, some, you know, pockets of damaging wind. Again, when we have low level jets like this, it's not going to take too terribly much uh, to get much in the way of strong winds down to the surface and even outside the thunderstorms, you can expect, you know, uh, in the Charleston Metro, for example, you know, gusts to 40 miles an hour certainly seem like a pretty good bet tomorrow, especially in the overpasses Uh, tonight. I mean, Scotty, we're going to get to this, too, tonight. Uh, we could be looking at 80 mile an hour gusts in the Great Smokies, in the Smokies. And we're going to talk about that because there's a fire going on near Pigeon Forge right now. And, that's, and it, so this is not the time to have this kind of wind. And so we're going to be seeing some really gusty winds across the Carolinas tomorrow. Now, you'll notice that eastern North Carolina is relatively untouched by showers as we're at noon here. Fast forward ahead to four o'clock, you start to see some, maybe a little bit of redevelopment here. We also could see maybe a little bit of redevelopment uh, closer to Charleston as well. Again, what is probably going to end up happening is that thunderstorms ongoing around the Gulf Coast will once again kind of cut off that quality moisture source uh, coming into parts of South Carolina. But when we get into North Carolina, they're going to have time to destabilize and the other part, too, is that is that you're going to be a little bit closer to that low. So we could see parts of the line try to get back going there. Uh, so that's where you're so that that is where we are bringing in the risk areas again. So eastern North Carolina, much of South Carolina in that moderate risk. We do have that slight risk uh, set up. um generally in Raleigh, Greensboro, that area, and that goes up into Virginia. Again, kind of closer to where that that surface low is. And then to the south from roughly um, Edisto Beach over to uh, Allendale and Augusta, Georgia, southwest. uh, There's a slight risk uh, there as well. Somewhat elevated severe weather risk. Again, damaging wind gusts, the primary concerns cannot rule out a tornado, especially where strong line segments can set up. Uh, So Again, a lot to watch here uh, as we get into tomorrow. Uh, overall, uh, messages you know, keep rain gear handy. Make sure you have good ways to receive watches and warnings. Uh, it we do not anticipate the situation like we are seeing unfold right now, and we have seen unfold pretty much all day over uh, over in the mid south and along the uh, Louisiana and Mississippi Gulf Coast. There's been it's been a very very. Unfortunately, as predicted by the Storm Prediction Center and the local weather service offices, it's been another very, very scary weather day uh, yes. for those folks in that neck in, in that neck of the woods.
0: Question from Mac and Cheese, who's watching on YouTube: Could we have a small, isolated chance of a tornado in the foothills? for tomorrow and I actually have here Jared the storm Prediction Center's analysis on the probability of seeing a tornado tomorrow and across much of the Carolinas essentially from the foothills to the east we're looking at about two percent chance I think that timing that mentioned that timing is going to be our saving grace but not enough that we can let our guard down it's still a weather aware type of situation on Thursday
3: yep we're gonna have plenty of we're gonna have plenty of warm air pumping in ahead of it, too. And yes, that should allow for at least, you know, marginal marginal destabilization, even nocturnal destabilization. You know, I I think we're going to be able to get enough there to get that to go And the wind shear. I mean, if you were in there, if you were in their advanced spotter class last night, you know how important wind shear is. That's right. So uh, Scotty, go ahead.
1: I'll I'll say this. This is all dependent also on timing. I will say Mm -hmm. the line is moving a little bit slower uh, you know, than what was anticipated. So if if it continues to move slower or speeds up, that also can do um, some some wonders or some magic one way or the other uh, with this. But I also say this, Jared. You were mentioning something I don't want to. I, I want to keep in the back of everyone's mind is this is not the actual front. The actual front doesn't move through till late day tomorrow. So do we get that morning round of showers and storms and then do uh does the sun pop out for three or four hours in the afternoon before the actual front moves through if so we could see a few isolated storms develop like we did last week week. which could uh which which happened so i i don't want i know i i I don't want to downplay it all the way keep in mind we have that morning wave But we'll have to watch the afternoon because we could see a few more things develop as that initial, as the actual front moves through the area. So, uh, tomorrow is just a weather aware day. No matter where you are in the Carolinas, from the mountains to the coast, you need to remain weather aware. All modes of severe weather are possible. Uh, Yeah, the main line could move through early tomorrow morning Uh, for the western part, the central part. uh, That could you know kind of hamper things out tornado wise but that damage and wind threat could still be there as jared was talking about we have copious amounts of wind shear above aloft so uh that could definitely uh any storms could tap into that and bring those gustier winds to the surface so i'm also right
0: there for just a second because we only have like two minutes before shay has to jump and you mentioned winds and i wanted to let the wind expert just jump in real fast shay the winds are already picking up here where i am in charlotte we've got a gusty situation, the high wind warning in the mountains in the two minutes you have with us before you have to hop off tonight's show. What's your analysis on the wind threat?
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's exactly what Jared said. I'm, I'm sharing screen. I don't know if you can see it or not. Uh, yep, yep, we here got you. Go. So, you know, we have this convergent flow ahead of this front, and and Scotty said the front doesn't pass till later. It's all the convergent flow ahead of it. And, and so low-level jetting is going to be occurring at, at a pretty high rate until you get to the coast where insulation, I think, is going to build over South Carolina, especially north of Edisto. We've seen that happen frequently the last few rounds, uh, where even the cooler sh- like shelf waters will stave off some of the storms. But going out west to Tennessee, I mean, we're already seeing winds uh, you know, gusting up into the 30s to the 40s. I know that there was some readings here that I was looking at a little bit ago. It's kind of jumpy because all these, all these weather stations are over land. So you don't really get uh quality readings unless you get to maybe an airport. But some of our tempest weather flow stations are getting some pretty high readings right now. And we're getting into the 40s uh for some locations, definitely you know, mid-40s, which that could translate up towards 50 miles per hour for these gusts. And these wildfires are just being driven. Now, as you, as this heads upslope, these winds are gonna be climbing, these storms are gonna be climbing upslope, the winds are gonna be increasing your low-level jet's going to be increasing because as you go higher up in elevation, the wind's already high there, and the gradient's going to be tighter at the surface. So that means you have antibiotic winds, not catabatic. Catabatic's on the other side of the slope, which will happen in Scotty's neck of the woods tomorrow. Uh, So the antibiotic winds that climb in the orographic lift are going to increase even higher than that. So that's what you're saying, up to 70, 80 miles an hour, and that's exactly why, because the gradient, that that wind has – that gradient has nowhere to go but upwards once it starts to head up slope and once it gets down slope then it sort of relaxes on the other side of the mountains unless you have a really strong tail end of that front feeding it and that's that's where i think we're going to see some of that weakening occurring as it crosses over the slopes and heads down now whether or not it, it grabs uh, more in, instability on its way has yet to be determined but at the coastline yeah sure we're looking at 30 40 like not, not, no, i always say not but so 30 to 40 mile an hour gusts <laughs> And, you know, we just had an incident here with winds that were gusting over 50, where the truck, with a trailer, uh, the uh, container fell off, landed on a police car on the passenger side, thank goodness, and then slid and went off the bridge, the James B. Edwards Bridge, down into the, the Wanda River below. So, again, you know, we have another high, low-level jet force coming with high-profile vehicles along that, that corridor on 526 because they, they will not shut those bridges down because of commerce with the ports. It's certainly something to keep an eye on. And for safety purposes, let's say if you're driving out tomorrow afternoon, the winds are really gusty. Try to stay away from those trucks if you can. Just stay behind them or ahead, however you want to position yourself. But don't get to the side, especially on the inside where the winds are blowing from one side to the other. Don't get on that outside of them. Um, That I mean, just from seeing it on the video, that scared the you-know-what out of me. I was like, wow, I probably will never, you know, try to pass a truck <laughs> right it's a good reminder yeah. I, i'm looking um, at
3: you know shay i'm looking at buff kit real quick and and just kind of peeking at it here i don't really have a good way to share this with with everybody out there but what i can see is that the the mixing heights getting high enough to tap into 50 55 mile an hour or 50 55 knot winds uh mm-hmm. not too far off the surface and this is well before any convection so I am I, I share your concern greatly, especially for high-profile vehicles, bridges, yeah. overpasses. Very concerned.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, uh, 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 I was going to yeah. say, good analysis. Something to watch for. A reminder that folks on Thursday, especially if you're listening to our podcast, let's say it's Thursday morning and you're driving to work, and tomorrow has become today for you uh our carolina weather net streaming for free any place you can watch youtube will have free weather warnings throughout the day you can also subscribe to the carolina weather group on twitter to get real-time warnings from the national weather service shay i know you got a hop thank you for that analysis uh scotty i cut you off and one of the videos i know you s- sent us uh before tonight's show showing the impact Of those winds, not only in high profile vehicles, but high profile terrain. Uh, We've got high wind warnings up across the mountains in North Carolina and in Tennessee, uh, which is providing a a dangerous situation for residents who might live near trees, such as the one uh, you shared with us here on uh, Facebook, but also, Scotty, bring us up to speed. We've got an involving situation here on this Wednesday night of a fire, one of several fires burning across the region, but this one prompting evacuations on the Tennessee side of things.
1: Yeah. So, uh, excuse me, my eyes just itching there for a second. Uh, this is the I'll latest at as of 9 o'clock p.m., uh, it's a little bit after 9.30 now, so as of 9 uh, o'clock p.m., the Tennessee Department of Agriculture has um, released the newest update on what they are calling the Hatcher Mountain Road Indigo Lane Fire. Uh, Rolls right the off Weirs- the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah well, I, yeah, it's hard to hashtag too. So anyways, uh, I'm basically saying the Weirs Valley Fire in Sevier County, Tennessee. This is just sure. outside of... Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg. So uh, I know a lot of folks are familiar with the Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg area. Um, As of 9 o'clock, 1,000 acres now affected. As you can see right here, uh, this is on the backside of Hatcher Mountain. Uh, 1,000 acres affected, zero containment at the moment. Uh, I do know there was at least one injury uh, person airlifted um not sure if from if it was from burns or smoke or whatever i just had one uh, injury with a, an airlift and then um, unknown right now with with the um, structures affected but there has has been several structures um homes and cabins and things like that that have um, that have unfortunately caught on fire from this event so uh this uh, happened earlier today and um, i know i'm going to throw you a little curveball here james but i'm ready uh, I'm, I'm going to pull up my Twitter and I'm going to send you the radar. Uh, it was actually picked up on radar here earlier today. So I'm going to send this to you in our internal chat here so okay. you can stream it up live. But um, the fire was so intense sometimes. Uh, and Jared is, a, is a, our radar guru, so I can defer to him. Uh, sometimes fires get so intense um, that we can catch them on radar. And so this is um, out of Knoxville, Tennessee. And you can actually see the smoke plume move as the wind direction changes. Uh, but uh, wow. you can see uh, the reflection or the fl- reflectivity, the brighter colors. Uh, I would assume, Jared, you probably know mm-hmm. more than I do. You're the radar person. Uh, that's probably showing the more intense part of the fire that, that is going in and out throughout the day here.
3: Yeah, certainly the more uh, the more dense smoke for sure, and then the more particles that are being lofted into the beam, and the, and the denser that is. Again, it's the same. You know, it's it's the same. Um, you know, principles as what we look at with rain. You know, if if you know, depending it depends on how much uh, how many targets are within, and and how reflective those targets are within the bin, and um, you can see here, usually when we're seeing reflectivity over thirty five dBz in a smoke plume that is probably a pretty substantial fire and it certainly seems to be bearing out. Um, and, and, and again, and I, and, and, and to look at the transport of that smoke plume as well, and to see just how far it is going. Um, I mean, they, they were spelling smoke up States away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. And red, red flag warning um, I think has been up for a few days now for I I know it's kind of been fluctuating I know at one point all of North and South Carolina and then the mountains of North Carolina and so it's been fluctuating Mm -hmm. back and forth over the last several days but I know a red flag warning up for this particular area as well as high wind warnings where we could see as Shay was talking about 60 to 80 mile per hour wind gusts Um, as of 9 o'clock I'm here in the NWS chat out of uh, Knoxville and Cove Mountain which is in the vicinity of this fire uh has had a peak wind gust of 74 miles per hour as of 9 p.m so uh, that's the the equivalent of a a hurricane yeah and and so you know we saw this play out in 2016 i'm not comparing the events because you can't compare events like that but you you think of a a a big wildfire like this that's a thousand acres and you can see the intensity of the fire via the radar here and you take seventy. 75 mile per hour winds and those embers and those get blown down upstream or downstream. And and that's how these fires continue to, to grow and And as of right now, zero containment. I know there's um, a lot of crews there from um, different municipalities that are trying to help uh, get a handle on it and and some air support. But Jared, James, you guys know when there's 70 mile per hour winds, it's not really safe for helicopters to be dropping water as well. So uh, it's kind of uh, a bad situation. Fortunately, this line of storms and rain is moving in this direction. so hopefully um, as we wake up tomorrow a lot of the rain or the rain hopefully will, will you know, make a big dent on this fire and, and, and it won't spread as much. but from now until then with those winds continuing to pick up, uh, we could definitely see uh, more areas in the Weirs Valley area um, unfortunately burn from this fire.
0: We'll keep a close eye on this. I also wanted to mention we do have other fires burning across the region, including one in North Carolina in Cumberland County. This report from WRAL of that fire near Fayetteville, which has grown to 900 acres and firefighters still working to get uh, containment of that fire. I mean, certainly the. The dry conditions, the windy conditions have not been any aid to these firefighting efforts. And while we have some rain that will be coming through, it's going to be relatively quick when you consider the other factors that will be involved with this front coming through. And primarily those winds are going to be, uh, I would imagine, a huge containment challenge. Um, it is 9.36 on this live edition of the Carolina Weather Group. I am James Brierton in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have Scotty Powell in Morganton, North Carolina. And we have in Charleston, South Carolina, Jared Smith. Coming up in a few moments, we're going to look back at last week's severe weather event, including the storm reports and the findings from the National Weather Service and some video we want to collaborate with you on and crowdsource and See what we can see in Pickens County, where a weather stem camera was recording not far away from that EF2 tornado. Uh, we have a super chat in from Michael on YouTube asking, Good evening. For every single event this way, underperforming for the I 77 corridor in North Carolina thus far, which has been a bit of a trend uh, with some exceptions, are we seeing anything that will change for that region with this coming? storm event i'll go first and i should say for folks who are just joining us this is the storm threat tonight through the night from the storm prediction center and then this is kind of the category outlook for tomorrow most of that i-77 corridor is in a marginal threat for tomorrow maybe slight so In terms of underperforming it doesn't have a whole lot of underperforming it can do if you consider that it's already at a baseline of marginal but i'll punt to jared smith because i'm on the same wavelength with jared when it comes to what a marginal risk in the carolinas could look like
3: yeah i don't think this is going to be one of our crazy marginal days at least in the i-77 corridor For what it's worth, I know that we have kind of a tendency where marginal days, we kind of joke sometimes that there are high risk days because it it seems like we can't catch a break on those marginal risk days. Um, But what this is looking like um, with the line of storms coming through, uh, especially closer to the morning time, you're going to kind of be at a minimum there with instability. The low level jet does look like it's going to be racing. I will say that and I cannot count out. Even the shallowest showers being able to potentially produce, you know, some brief damaging um, wind gusts there. So, you know, so that is going to be, you know, something that we're going to want to watch. But again, as Scotty mentioned earlier, too, there is another, there is the front itself coming through. We'll have to watch the timing on that and see if, you know, if 77 becomes a factor there. It's a fair, we're threading the needle on this. And Scotty, I'll, yeah. I'll defer to you for a little bit more uh, context around that.
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm sorry. I was looking at this. Uh, there's a PDS tornado warning in Southern Mississippi you now. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, talking about this, uh, the front. So tomorrow uh, the rain looks to move out of here, at least if you're West of 77 uh, or by lunchtime, you know, give or take an hour or two, uh, depending on the storm motion. So the question is, do we clear out, do we see peaks of sunshine? Do we see all sunshine? Last week we saw, at least I did in the foothills, saw yeah. all sunshine, and I had six tornado warnings here as the actual front moved through. Uh, so it depends. I mean, sometimes when these fronts move through, you kind of get that scattered cloud cover, and, and you don't really get that instability to build back up. So if we get clouds after the after the rain moves through, I, I don't think there'll be much of a threat. Now, if we start to see some partial clearing to all the way clearing as the front moves through. And as James has this up, you can kind of see the front back over uh, Nashville uh, into uh, Western Kentucky, back towards Nashville. Uh, And James, if you want to go ahead and keep on playing that, you can kind of see it's approaching the mountains. You kind of see these, let's go back a frame. So as, as it's approaching the mountains, you kind of see these little isolated storms pop up over the interstate 40 corridor, Uh, they kind of just like little little blossoms there. Uh, That's where we could see something. I'm not going to say it's going to be a severe weather event. I'm just saying we could see some isolated, very isolated storms pop up. And those will be uh, associated with the front. So you would still have the shear available. You would have a little bit more cape, a little bit more instability to work with. So we'll have to watch that. Uh, but I agree with, with what Jared and James said. Tomorrow doesn't look to be like an overall, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a crazy severe weather day uh, that we see sometimes with our marginal and slight risk. But it, it just it bears enough watching that uh, it's honestly going to come down. And I know you guys, if, if you watched my winter weather coverage here, you're going to hate when I say this. But it's going to come down to now casting and, and just to kind of see how things play out, you know. Yeah, uh, sure. You know that that's how that's how that's how it is here in the Carolinas. A lot of it, the models can give you uh, all these uh, solutions, but it comes down to what's actually happening uh, in, in the atmosphere. So we'll have to see if things kind of clear out. If they do, uh, then you know I think we need to heighten our, our our awareness just a little bit. So hopefully that answered your question, Michael. Uh, thank I'll you for that in. question.
0: Question and yeah. the uh, support on YouTube, we mentioned off the top of the show, Patreon is one way to support us here at the Carolina Weather Group. Watching on YouTube and doing a super chat is another way. So we appreciate your support. Sorry, go ahead.
3: Jeff. Oh, no, you're good. Um, I, I, I just wanted to kind of just cap that off, actually, with just saying that with the wind fields that we see and the shear that we see, you can never count it out. It's, it, it, right. it's just it, it's a situation where you can just never count it out. Even you know, and, and keep in mind that forty mile an hour wind gust outside of thunderstorms can still cause problems. It can still cause isolated <clears throat> power outages. It can still cause some trees to come down. Maybe not oak trees or anything like that, but it can certainly cause some problems. So we we don't want folks you know necessarily you know you know letting your guard down. But I also you know also important to set expectations and and, and we are not expecting a
0: significant severe weather outbreak tomorrow. Well. Scotty mentioned now casting a minute ago, and it was just a week ago that we were sitting here finding ourselves in a now casting scenario, not too dissimilar from the situation we find ourselves in this week, where we're saying there's a slight chance of storms, but we need to see exactly how all the ingredients come together. And Pickens County, South Carolina, certainly got that Last week, we were doing the Carolina Weather Group show after several tornado warnings were issued by the National Weather Service across the area. We were on the air doing our weekly show when the situation in Pickens County began to change and unfold. And we do have now the findings from what the National Weather Service found when they went out to visit on the ground where that storm damage was but before we get to their findings let's take a look back at what unfolded in real time last wednesday night while we were on the air here on the carolina weather group here are some highlights from march the 23rd
1: guys 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 get to pickens county right now we got a mobile home flipped over Three mobile homes flipped over. Count, Pickens uh, County, South Carolina.
2: Yeah.
3: All, kind of all kinds of trees and power lines. Down. Uh, there might be something. Something may have happened here because uh, we got... ...Mintual uh. Acrequest, Valley Road,
1: Pickens. <laughs> Reference weather-related activity. trees down,
0: houses down jerry did they just put a polygon on that no
1: i'm
3: looking at some of the previous radar data this is at about this is right at nine o'clock this is just as we were coming back to the broadcast um, you can see some pretty strong outbound pixels some pretty strong inbound pixels Kind of close together, it's just west tornado. of Pickens here. We now have a tornado warning,
0: warning for Oconee and Pickens until yes. 1015. But you can
3: see here very clearly on base velocity, that tight little couplet here. <clears throat> and oh, and Jerry, let me here. ask,
0: let me ask, because we were just listening to a scanner traffic, firefighters in Pickens County. The one in the same or something different? That's a good question. Frank? Yeah, you know, It looks to me like this is from the, the scanner traffic we're hearing is from the earlier storm that went by. North and west of Pickens, guys. This polygon covers the same area pretty much. So we we have the potential that we've got responders trying to assess storm damage from Storm A as Storm B is potentially now coming down the tracks. The training behind them at eight fifty, and what you're going to see is rotation right on through here for what we are preliminarily calling storm a and it's where the reds and the greens come together right on in there and again this is 855 this is nine o'clock this is now 910 and it ex- exits out to the north and to the east and that's what Scotty is listening for on real-time communication because the first responders are out there doing some storm assessment from potential damage associated with what we think is that one, although there may have even been one before it. And now here at real time at about 920, we're watching again now a second area of rotation, as Frank said, just a little bit further to the north than that first one uh, sliding its way on through uh, Pickens County. But guys, I'll also say as the radar jumps on back, there may have even been one before that at like 8 o'clock. So Pickens County here having a rough go at it for the last hour and a half, it looks
3: like. I would be interested to see if we can get
0: any camera footage from the Pickens County EM weather stem camera. And we are now back with you here on March the 30th. That was a look back at last week's severe weather coverage playing out here on the severe uh, weather coverage brought to you on the Carolina Weather Net. As Will's pointing out, yes, a reminder, that was tape playback. No severe weather tonight in the Carolinas. But as Jared mentioned, uh, there was a camera not too far away from what we now know was an EF2 tornado. We're going to show you the footage that that camera recorded in just a moment, but I want to read for you first the findings from the National Weather Service of what is that yellow line on your screen for our video viewers. This was the EF2, six miles long in Pickens County, beginning here at about 852 near Duncan Road, numerous trees down, including a tree on a mobile home. The tornado traveled northeast soon after and knocked down a slew of trees in its path near Rolling Hills Road and Mill Creek Road. Reports of hundreds of trees down in this area, including trees that were healthy and a couple of feet in diameter. is again the words of the National Weather Service upon conducting their storm survey. The tornado intensified to an EF2 as it moved towards Windmount Road, which is where the worst of the damage was. On Windmount Road, a site-built home, meaning not a mobile home, Sustained significant damage as the tornado continued on its path towards Crystal Lane, Reese Mill Road and Lost Valley Road, a mobile home was split in two and rolled over off its foundation, along with hundreds of trees down in this area. That was some of what Scotty was picking up on scanner traffic last week. Picking up now with the words of the National Weather Service. At this point, the tornado traveled further along the path into Nine Times Road and Meese Mill Road, where it weakened to an EF1. Numerous trees were uprooted in the area. This leads to the end of the tornado's path, which was an isolated EF0 damage near Graverly Road, and the tornado dissipated soon thereafter at 9.06. They also did confirm a EF zero tornado near six mile South Carolina, also in Pickens County, which was on the ground for about a 10th of a mile, but taking the cake that EF two with maximum sustained winds guys of, uh, I'm looking for it here now in the report, but I will tell you that, of course, an EF two tornado means winds between 111 and 135 miles an hour. And I reading sales report,
1: 125 maybe.
0: Uh, yeah, what was the question?
1: I think oh, I think the, the wind speed. there was 125. I believe. I don't.
0: 125 miles an hour sounds like where we'd be in that ballpark between 111 and 135 miles an hour. And that's the yellow line again on your screen that was on the ground last week for over six miles. And, you know, what stands out to me in this storm survey that the meteorologists from the National Weather Service, the same folks who are responsible for issuing the warnings one night, then going out into the field the next night to take a look at what transpired. uh, You know, they make emphases here on the type of home the health of the tree, the size of the tree, because that helps them calculate the wind damage and the speeds that were transpiring. I, I, you know, if, if you've got um, a smaller tree, it's a lot easier to topple over than these large diameter, healthy trees. Very scary stuff. Miraculous. No serious injuries and no fatalities to report.
1: I what? Uh, I, I'm yeah. looking that. I'm, I'm looking, Um, I'm sorry, I was, it's 115 mile per hour wind. I, I was just yep. looking that up. So 115 mile per hour. And then there was a separate EF zero there in Pickens County as well. Yep.
0: Right off over here. <clears throat> uh, Much smaller in size and, and also not to be left out. We did have another confirmed confirmed tornado on the north. North Carolina side of things, just with inside the boundary for the National Weather Service in Greenville, Spartanburg, by the way. So that's what this red line is. They also had to travel up here mm-hmm. to Alexander County uh, to do this storm survey. This was an EF1 with max winds of 110 miles an hour. And uh, that was on the ground uh, also for about six miles. No injuries reported with that one. But what Jared alluded to during last week's coverage is the fact that weather Stem has a camera located at the Pickens County Emergency Management. And to kind of show you where that is, I'm gonna move my radar back over there. And you guys can see, I've got it marked here on a map. They're right about here. And this camera, which is south of downtown Pickens, looks off to the west. I don't know the exact degrees that it west but one of the things we did is we went and we obtained that weather stem camera and you can see the sun setting and you'll remember earlier in tonight's show one of the things that we are talking about with regards to tomorrow's ingredients is whether or not we will get any sunshine because what happened last week was pickens county and the foothills where scotty were where all of this tornadic convective activity ended up happening late in the day with these supercells, all got sunshine. Sunshine that I practically never saw even here in Charlotte along that I-77 corridor. So we've uh, gone back and we've grabbed some of this footage. And I'll, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not sure what I'm seeing or what I'm not seeing. I, I can't work that Hollywood magic where I can take a really dark grainy video after dark and you know bring it up to 4K resolution like you'll see but NCIS. we could, if you would donate, if y'all would donate. Yeah, sell. that sounds lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you
3: have to yell enhance louder, James. I think right. Maybe if you do right. that, you type a little faster and hit enhance. I think that's how that yeah.
0: works. So take a look at this. We got a what I would say is probably a wall cloud or a mothership caught on the camera here just minutes before eight o'clock. Again, we're looking off to the west. You can see the sun lighting the background. You can see that lowering right on in here. Notice the tree line, kind of get your parameters. We've got grass out in front here because what's gonna happen here in the moment on the video is we're gonna squeeze it back to a triple box, showing you the camera alongside reflectivity and looking at velocity. And you guys can see as we begin to lose the light of day, you can still see those convective towering clouds that we talked about just last night on the advanced storm spotter class off to the west. And you know, again, it gets dark. I mean, it's it's nighttime and the sky is obviously not lit, but there are a couple things that caught my eye that I'm not sure what I'm seeing. And I want you, Jared, Scotty, and our viewers to give us your thoughts on what we might be seeing here, you know, we're looking for clouds that are are towering up, right? We're looking for things that might be supporting convection. Uh, this is 8:35 here. As we continue to play this, we got, of course, less of lightning that was coming through the area. Take a look. You can see some of the clouds that are closer to the camera. This is another one of those storms kind of teeing up training over that area. You can see, uh, the storm system moving on through. I, I, I don't know what that is that could just be ghosting in the image was there on velocity something in that direction there sure was i don't feel confident enough to say oh my god look it caught the tornado i I, i'm not sure that that's what that is but you know this this footage had it been during daylight this camera probably would have been in that exact position we needed but i will say in these these frames here around that that tornado ef2 tornado time uh that we uh have confirmed from the weather service uh you can certainly see some of that kind of that updraft and that downdraft that wall cloud kind of moving through associated with this storm you can see it here right jared you and i were talking about this earlier this is kind of that that rear downflank, I think, from that cell that is moving out of uh, view of the camera.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That wall cloud is very pronounced. And again, the problem is, the problem, folks, is the problem that we all have trying to chase storms in the Carolinas, trees! Trees! Just so many trees, and and, and that's going to make this so, so tough between the trees and the darkness. But but certainly you can see the scud going by. You can see, yes. you know, um, so and keep in mind, this is about one frame a minute so correct roughly so again like it it, you know you take that with a with a grain of salt but certainly i mean these 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 you know the clouds are moving they were they were hauling and 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 i'm sure that it had you know i mean that camera had a really good look at that at that second couple
0: i mean it really really to be clear i don't i don't blame the camera at all this is not like an underperformance on the camera this is this is a dark rural area Mm -hmm. uh with not a lot of light to work with will watching on facebook tonight says he thinks he sees at least a funnel cloud. And I think I think it's it's possible. It's plausible. We know the National Weather Service has a copy of this video. They're taking a look at it as well, too. Again, I think had it been a little bit earlier with a little bit more lighting, there could have been something maybe more pronounced. Yeah. I can't rule it out completely, which is why I wanted to bring it on here tonight. And I'll also say after taking those spotter classes, right, guys, and Jared just hit on this, we have things in the Carolinas that makes storm spotting really difficult. Well, be it the tree line, the terrain, whatever it may be. And during that basic class that we at the Carolina Weather Group and the National Weather Service in Columbia presented earlier this March, we played a game of tornado or not tornado. And they were side by side photos. And you had to guess which one was the tornado and which one was scud and which one wasn't. And it was hard because you had to take into consideration the quality of the photo, whether or not there was anything blocking your view. And and that's what I was reminded of watching this footage. I was going, I feel like I'm playing the is it or is it not a tornado game from the storm spotter training?
3: Yeah, it, it, very much so. And um, and again, you know, uh, National Weather Service in Columbia doing a wonderful job, you know, um, uh, uh uh, facil- helping uh, facilitate those storm spotter classes—that was a, a lot of fun. And thank you to all of you who joined us. Uh, it was a very, very educational, even for those of us seasoned nerds. Honestly, I think uh, yeah. it was a really great refresher. refresher. And we uh, talked
0: last just last night on the advanced class about how to read the velocity versus the reflectivity, mm-hmm. for example.
3: Yep, yep, and then and, and we're putting all that to use here. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I tell you, you know, it is it is exceedingly difficult without you know, more than an image a second, you know, and, 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 you know, we get those flashes of lightning in there. Those lightning flashes could actually have been there very well could have been more. Uh, We were not, we we were getting a frame a minute out of this, that the camera takes it at a frame a second. We don't have that high a temporal resolution available. So we're just going to be able to go off of the stills that we can see a lot can happen in a minute.
0: Yeah. So, and, and a lot can happen in the, six or seven minutes that this was on the ground for mm-hmm. again, starting at eight fifty-two yeah. and going until nine Oh six. So, yeah, but I'll tell you what, those
3: small couplets, I mean, the small couplets, you know, the, you know, we, we get, we, you know, we in weather Twitter are constantly, it's like, Oh man, look at that big old couplet. But you know what? The small ones are the ones that get you because like it's very likely sampling a very tiny circulation there. Number one, number two, they're small. They they hide. <laughs> you know, they they hide, and that's a radar warning operator's nightmare. Uh so you gotta be really, really uh, you know, keen eye on this stuff.
0: And some of them can spin up really fast. We mentioned QLCS uh earlier down. tonight. Yeah, and and that was kind of the situation with these last week, right? Where yes, this one was on the ground for a, a little bit of a while, but some of these other ones, like that other one in Pickens County, the yeah. EF one that was on the ground for a 10th of a mile. The radar beam mean, could have been on the other side. It could have been spinning and not even looking and missed it essentially in the blink of the radar. All right. We're coming up uh, here on the Carolina weather group to an hour on tonight's broadcast. Before we go, let's go back over to Scotty Powell.
1: Yeah. So Jared, I hate to put you on the spot, but I think you probably have a better, um, better, com- a better website or whatever to view this. Um, could you go over to the go 16 and uh, pull up the nighttime physics? I want to show you all the fire and Pigeon Forge you can see it from the news. Uh, give me a
3: minute. Yeah, we'll need to yeah, give me just just give me just a second. I don't sure. think I have a, a I don't have a good source for that directly plugged into my OBS. Uh
0: let me um
1: I have. Okay. I, I can. I can screen share it, but I'm. I'm not sure if it would pull up as well as. as I'll, I'll a... read.
0: I'll read some comments while you guys get those up. Yeah. Uh, Michael, watching again on YouTube, a supporter tonight via super chat. The wind literally just starting to gust here in Davidson was calm all day. Yes, it's getting windier and it's getting warmer as uh, the storm system moves on through us, uh, and as that warm front kind of lifts across. The area Uh, do we have a severe weather threat? Logan asks, uh, yes, do we have a severe weather threat off to our west? That's from the perspective of the Carolinas tonight on Wednesday and then a lesser chance, but still an active chance. across the Carolinas on Thursday. Um, Have any tornadoes? This is a question from Philip formed in or around Tennessee tonight. Uh, uh, Scotty's shaking his head. Yes. Have the weather service been able to confirm any of their warnings?
1: Some in the Memphis area. Um, okay. There's been a couple of tornadoes in, in the Memphis area. Um, nothing right now in Nashville or anything. I'm not sure what part of Tennessee um, you're talking about, but uh, there was some uh, some reports of, of tornado in, in the Memphis metro area. But the line starting to move into Nashville now. Then eventually the Chattanooga, Knoxville area. But I, I do know there was some some warnings and at least one confirmed in the Memphis metro area. Possibly a few more, but um, I, I, I've just I have the Memphis chat up, and I've seen yeah. some some reports of damage there. So,
0: well, we'll certainly keep an eye on that because what happens in Tennessee tonight is tomorrow's weather in. The Carolinas. All right, we got your uh, satellite view up. Uh, wrapping things up by circling back around to tonight's breaking news. Not far out of the Carolinas, in that Pigeon Ford area in Tennessee, where a wildfire is burning 250 acres, zero percent contained. Local residents being evacuated. What do we have here on radar, guys? Okay. Satellite. Excuse me.
1: Yeah. So I I, I don't have. Um. Yeah. It's hard to tell. There. There we go. I can see it now. So, if you go, Jared, to um, let me look, I have because I have the same up that you're up. Yeah, um, I was on the particle size too. You can you can tell it tell pretty good there too. The O6. Yeah. All right, so there dance we go. Six.
3: Oh yeah. Not-
1: if you want, yeah, you can see first-
3: that hot spot yeah. right yeah, here. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that that's the pigeon. Well. Uh, Brad Panovich is tagging uh, Pigeon Forge or hashtagging Pigeon Forge fire, so yeah. I like that one much better than the crazy long one that everybody else has been using. This so is that- the
3: uh, this is the uh, shortwave channel seven, the three point nine micron here. This is a this is a typical fire detection band, uh, and you can see that dark spot right here. That very clearly is the thermal signature for the fire. Now, um, let me see. Uh, I don't and think we've talked remote- about on this yeah. show
0: before with regards to this new generation weather satellite and how they yeah. can be used to detect fires sometimes before tools on the ground. People on the ground even yeah. know about them. It's it's the meteorologist checking the satellites mm-hmm. to go. What's that?
3: Yeah, we've done a show on that. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 the satellites are absolutely critical. Um uh, we don't have access to it here, and unfortunately, it is it is an act of God, and Congress, which we all know how that works, uh, to bring up AWIPS, uh over here uh, for y'all to see. But I, but I, but but the shortwave channel really is. I mean, it's really pointing out that really dark mm-hmm. spot there. There's that. Um, there's your fu- there's your thermal signature there, and I'm gonna um, over here. Um, I, I know I realize I'm looking away from the screen here, so give me just a second here. And what I'm gonna do is. Uh, I'm going to pull up that shortwave band here and I'm going to sample it in AWIPS and I will be able to tell you just how warm that thermal signature is. And it looks like the thermal signature is about uh, 47 degrees Celsius. Um, (laughs) So that's a, so that's a start. Um, Let's do, there's also other uh, derived products uh, that it's, it's kind of, kind of crazy actually just to, uh, the derived products that are available from, uh, the GOES satellite too. Um, and, uh, the fire temperature, the fire temperature product p- picks it up. I mean, we have some cloud cover in the area too. And so that's going to interfere a little bit with some of these readings, uh, some high clouds passing over. So that is certainly going to have an impact on like exactly what we're able to see. Uh, but some of the fire temperature products, for example, you know, I mean, 600 Kelvin, that's, <laughs> that's nothing to shake a stick at folks. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, it's definitely not anything to, not anything to mess with by any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, you know
1: uh, I, I, I will say the weather service also has just recently tweeted out that they are um, lowering the um, rainfall totals in this area due to downsloping. And so, Uh, Right now, along the foothills uh, uh, from Sevier County northeastward, uh, the limited rainfall amounts to around just a quarter of an inch or less on average. So that's um, not going to help. Quarter of an inch—it's not going to do a lot at all. So um, no,
3: no, and again, we're already.
1: And and we're going to get tomorrow after this front passes through. We're going to get some gusty northwest winds, but so you're going to have that column of smoke switching. And you're going to continue the high winds tomorrow. In fact, Mm -hmm. wouldn't be surprised if some of our higher elevations in the mountains see some snow flurries um, Thursday night into Friday. So um,
0: I have the uh, high wind warnings pulled up right now across the area for those who are watching us visually tonight. And you can see that in addition to that red flag fire warning, we do have that high wind warning up. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to have the winds and the threats that come with the winds during weather, but combined with moving that smoke around, there's going to be an air quality concern as well.
1: Yep. I got one more thing I want to share, and uh, I know you're wanting to hop. We can hop yeah, off. Yeah, two minute warning. Uh, this is the latest HRR um, wind gust total or forecast. So uh, this is at midnight tonight. You can really see these winds along the the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains right there. I mean, that if you look down here at the uh, at the legend down here, you know, you're looking at 60, 70, 80 mile per hour wind gusts. But even uh, for instance, here's Charlotte, where my cursor's at. Uh, here's Greensboro. I mean Raleigh. Um, down here is Charleston. So look at these wind gusts, tomorrow, y'all. Uh, we'll just play this out. This is going to be. Let me go back a frame. Sorry, to the late, latest run that this fully in. Uh, so here is uh, 6 a.m. You can already see here's Charlotte, gust 43 miles per hour. Raleigh, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, 40 miles per hour. Columbia, 38. Greenville-Spartanburg, 34. Even down into your area. Um, Jared, down in charleston you, you could see 29 35 mile per hour wind gusts but look at this as we go throughout the day tomorrow you're looking at 50 oh boy. mile per hour wind gusts up into the triad so uh this wind continues tomorrow yeah. night look at 2 a.m we're still seeing 40 50 mile per hour wind gusts where that fire's at so not good um for no. that area and even on your Friday morning at 10 a.m. 45 mile per wind gust and boon. So it's going to be a pretty windy event after this front passes, even in the mountains. So hunker down.
0: A reminder that you can stay up to date with all the latest severe weather happenings by checking out the Carolina Weather Net streaming for free on the Carolina Weather Group YouTube channel. Watch it on your phone, your TV, for real time weather conditions throughout the day on Thursday or any day. It's built just for you, the Carolina weather fan. Well, that is uh, Scotty Powell. That is Jared Smith. I am James Brierton. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Caroline Weather Group. And stay weather aware. We will see you back here again real soon.